Welcome back to the Luke and Pete Show here on Thursday, the 13th of February. There's me, Luke Moore. And me, Jack Mate. Jack Mate, mm. aka Jack Dean mm. of Jack Mate's Happy Hour. It's the day before Valentine's Day, but Pete has forsaken us yet again. But I'm led to believe he'll be back next week so look out for that Jack uh, did you have a nice time on Monday I did I enjoyed it so I, so much that you've come back always enjoy spending time with you thank you that's mm. really kind of you Jack it's because you're you're like a model pro you've been in the podcast biz for a number of years now Yeah. whereas obviously when I do happy hour I'm just out of two buffoons two I'm, absolute clowns what I respect about you though Jack is you, you said to me I remember you coming to me and saying you want to do a podcast I said great let's make it happen and then you just immediately surround yourself with people who can just do all the admin so you've got <laughs> Fiona does all your bookings. You've got Stevie, who's a lovely fellow, who yeah. just does all the kind of boring stuff. Yeah. If there's ever a problem in the studio, Stevie's on the phone. It's never you. Um, you Jordan make, drives. Jordan drives you down. Yeah, exactly. I do the bare minimum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, get all the, you, you get all the hits. All the plaudits. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Well, I'm just, I've, I bring the talent, Luke. Love, but on Monday, though, you I'm going to gloss over that. On Monday, you <laughs> I said, noticed that. On Monday, you said, oh, I don't take it serious, the YouTube thing. Mm. Um, I just do stuff every so often. Yeah. Um, but you've still got like over a, literally over a million subscribers. Yeah, so how's, yeah. How's that even possible? Uh, because I used to take it serious back in the day. And then, and then as, I, as I alluded to on Monday, it consumed me. Yeah. Uh, but, but my partner's just left a job in retail to work with me now alongside. So uh, hopefully 2020 is going to be a year that I pick the game back up as well. As you know... Um, all your shows run smoothly. Yeah. The schedules, everything. You yeah. never miss a day. I do quite a lot. Yeah, you miss but all the time. I, I've promised my the happy hour listeners that I'm not going to miss an upload this year. So we'll have to see. I said to, but you also WhatsApp me over the weekend saying, uh, "Should I carry on doing this?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, <laughs> you should." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As my wife came in and said, "Can we afford that holiday this year?" And I said. Maybe, <laughs> but the thing is, Jack, I've I've done some stuff on YouTube and it's great stuff. Yeah, but no one watches it. Why? Um, because I think every man and his dog does it now. Um, yeah. and and you you need you need a you need a base layer of subscribers to really push your content through. I was coasting for a number of years. I was getting when I first got with Fiona. I need I was getting thirty k hits per video, and that's what I work. I needed to upload twice a week, thirty k per video, in order to to survive on YouTube, the bare minimum. And now I'm lucky enough that I get. About half a mil to a mil each one. So what's changed? What's changed is that um, so so it's a snowball effect, isn't it? So so if you start now, I find it's much much harder to grow because you're competing with everybody that's starting now. Yeah. Whereas I just have this base layer of subscribers back in the day. So it's like we did with podcasting early on. Then yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just okay. a, it's just about time and a place. To, mm. Literally time and a place. Um, what YouTubers do you hate? Uh, I, I I don't like I don't like a load of them. Yeah. Uh, which ones do I hate? Uh, I've mellowed out in in recent years. Yeah, um, I think Alfie Day's a bit pretentious, right? Um, and then just a number of other ones that I've met, and and and, and they seem to be quite ignorant. And you stuff. go after the Paul brothers quite a lot. Uh, yeah, Jake and Logan Paul. I met uh, Logan Paul recently in Miami, and he was actually very very self aware, very very lovely. Was it disappointing? Not really, but I've heard that he's quite nice. He's quite a business minded chap. But sorry, Jake, the younger one. He is a Bellin. nasty piece of work. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was speaking to um, somebody close. I, can't, I shouldn't say who, but somebody that works within YouTube high up. And I asked them, this is before I met either of them, uh, what, what they thought. And they were just like, Jake is the worst man in the, in, in the world. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. Forget YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. the worst man in the world. Yeah. But Logan's fine, so. All right. Yeah. But you're um you you're definitely one of the more reasonable normal ones. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I think what a lot of YouTubers tend to get is too much money from a too young of an age. 
for doing too little work. Yeah. So so they just think that they're the best. They they all walk around like the Brad Pitts and Tom Cruises. Yeah. And I think the moment you you start doing that, you're just away with the fairies. What would a YouTuber do for Valentine's Day tomorrow? Oh Jesus! I've got nothing planned. What do you reckon? Like a, a real YouTube thing to do would be though. Um, just vlog, vlog the day, monetize them moments. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've I've heard. I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard of YouTubers like going into hospitals when their grandparents are ill and just vlogging them by the bedside. It's like, and then calling it my granddad's ill omg in brackets That's like awful yeah yeah oh mate some of the stuff youtubers have done i could write a book about you should yeah maybe but i will youtube people don't read books do they no <laughs> your audience won't read a book would they no probably can't read you'd have to write the book mm. and then do youtube videos of you reading the reading book reading the book yeah yeah for them to do you're it. always sinking you are. i know mate yeah. i'm always on yeah. always on um but you've got nothing planned for valentine's day tomorrow <laughs> nothing no no and and even worse than that luke it's actually um my anniversary you didn't propose on Valentine's Day, did you? No, no, no. It's not. Uh, we we're not married yet, so we still go by the t- the date we got together. Right, and that was on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that was when we had our first proper date as kind of like a couple. So, um, are you old romantic? Yeah, that was that was five years ago. Um, we went and watched Fifty Shades. Oh and, yeah. And then um, to get home, my granddad picked me up. <laughs> I got in the front. <laughs> she got in the back, and um, Fiona left her thumb in the door. So she she closed the door straight onto her thumb. Ah, yeah. Ended up go, going home, blood pissing everywhere, passed out on the floor, and ended up at A and E until six in the morning. Did you YouTube it? Uh, no, I did, but that would have been a perfect time to do it. Yeah, yeah. But no, I didn't. Um, but no, she... did, did her thumb survive? Um, yeah, but it's still fucked. I'll show you after. <laughs> I'll just grab her hand. Go look at this manky thumb. Thanks. <laughs> what have you been up to this week, Jack? What's been going on? Um, not much really, mate. Just got back from, from as I say, from Miami. Uh, oh yes, yeah. Went over to watch my friend um, Anderson Gibb, who's another YouTuber. Box Jake Paul lost yeah. lost in the first round. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Were you disappointed with that? Uh, I was disappointed, but I, I I didn't know much about it. I just kind of went, yeah, he's Anderson's going to win because everyone else was saying it. You got picked up on a lot of uh, news pre- uh, things for, for talking about the fight, pre pre uh, previewing it. Yeah, Eddie Hearn was involved. Uh, mm. IFL TV, a big boxing channel, they picked up on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just turned up at, to these to the to like the press conference in the way, and they were like, "Jack, can we get an interview?" I don't know anything about boxing. No, so they they but were... nor do the boxers, do they? No, <laughs> that's the yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah, true. Because the boxing community's been had their nose put out of joint big time. Because I believe last year the biggest down in boxers were Logan and KSI. KSI. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have been for sure. Yeah, um, and Eddie Hearn's getting a lot of stick as well for promoting him. Yeah, because I I, I I spoke to him over there and I asked him if he'd come on the podcast. And he, he he didn't say it, but he kind of said no. And I and I got the, I I got, I got like an indication that it was because he can't really be surrounding himself by with YouTubers too much because all the boxing yeah, faithful are like, what are you, what are yeah. you doing? But he loves a pound note, Eddie, doesn't he? He does love a pound note. <laughs> yeah. um, I am going to claim. I've claimed this before. I'll claim it again over here. I started the whole YouTube boxing scene. Go on. I had Eddie Hearn on my old podcast many moons ago. KSI was just about to box Joe Weller in a much smaller event at the yeah. Copper Box. And um, I showed Eddie Hearn it. I was like, have you heard about these two YouTubers? He was like, no. What's that? He was like, I told him about KSI. He watched, you can see it on YouTube, him watching the clip. And then he went, is that one KSI? And yeah. I was like, yeah. He was like, who's doing this? Who's putting this on? So I crack up and I'm like, I can see the pound. pound yeah, if you pause, you actually see the pound yeah. coins in his eyes. Yeah, and yeah. he went, that won't catch on. That will be a load of shit. And yeah. then three years later, he's hosting the biggest boxer. Get him back on. Yeah. yeah just do a show mm. that's 
two seconds long. It's just you going, I told you. And then <laughs> yeah. you stop it. <laughs> Jack, did, yeah, didn't you didn't you come very close to having um uh, Jeremy Corbyn on your show? Yeah, he was booked. He was booked uh, for happy hour. Just um, before the election. Yeah, and um and, and he pulled out six minutes before we were due to start. So that put our noses out a little bit. Um and that's why you lost the election, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no, really pushed him over. Nah, we wouldn't have done. I don't think we'd have had much influence. Nah, because I mean, because young people love him anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It was just, uh, uh, it was weird because his PA was like, um, we we sent over all the questions as you do, and she came back with with like half of them crossed out. She was like, no, no political questions, it's mental. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, it's just. Well, I don't know anything else he does. <laughs> yeah, so what I'm going to ask you? Yeah. Just, what you've done there is you've reduced the leader of the opposition, <laughs> the leader of Her Majesty's opposition, to just a random random old bloke yeah well she said she literally said word for word it's just got to be a chat with uncle jez and she referred she referred to him as uncle jez which was pathetic and they just pulled out anyway you pulled out six but, minutes before i've got a free and they're going to ask me about the election yeah so I get, I get <laughs> yeah yeah no apparently he went on the andrew neil show right um is it andrew neil andrew mark yeah. one of the two both both yeah, yeah he went on that he went on that uh, pretty much en route to this studio and had a car crash interview so he had to i go, remember that had yeah to, he had to go back to the office and uh do what control the do damage nothing. yeah do yeah he did he didn't do anything yeah. did he what i think his press advisor went what's worse than doing not one terrible interview <laughs> doing two yeah you're not <laughs> doing that one. <laughs> yeah but no i think it'd have been a good interview i think he'd have had fun he probably would have shown yeah. him in a different light Sitting with his nephews, yeah, I, yeah, it's possible. I, I was disappointed that he didn't he didn't turn up because I thought yeah. it'd be cool. Because um, we've had some good names in here, and Jeremy would have been another one to have on the uh, on the on, on the, the roster. roster. Exactly, yeah. Jack. I've let you set the homework this week, yeah, for our listeners, yeah. And um, I'm gonna. You gave me a few options, and I'm gonna choose my favourite two. I think, okay, um, if you don't mind, yeah. Uh, and the two I've chosen is uh, this is for everyone's homework. So don't forget, you do go and do the homework. Email us uh, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. We'll read out your results, the mm-hmm. best results, next week when Pete's back. So, the two options that Jack's given me that I've chosen for this week's homework are number one, take two pounds to your local shop and try and get the best value for your money. So, two pounds, two pounds only, get mm-hmm. in there and make the argument to us by emailing hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Luke mm-hmm. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. There's no dirt in there. I should know that by now. And argue your, um, your case for why you've got the best value for money. And the next one, this is my favourite. Text your parents and or grandparents and ask them what they think the worst thing is about you and email in verbatim the thing they said. Yeah. What would your, what would your parents and grandparents say about you? My the worst just, thing. My grandma just calls me a snowflake. I broke my wrist in a football game once. He called me a snowflake for coming off. I broke my wrist. What was his suggested alternative course of action? Just stay on. Just literally stay on. Like... It's it's crazy, it's, but it was funny the other day because um, it's the first time he's actually used it in, in to which I agree with. But our game our game got called off because of a frozen pitch, and he went literal snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> Does he just say to everything? He turns the telly on snowflakes. Yeah, he, like the kettle breaks. Snowflakes. snowflakes. Yeah. yeah, he's he is literally he's got two phrases, and it's fake news and snowflakes. He's a big. Pro Trump. He likes Trump. Does like Trump. What does he like about him? Don't know. He's just like, oh, he's a man of his word, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like, salt of the earth guy. It's not. Billionaire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What do you think your parents would say about you? Um, The worst thing about me? I don't know. I I, I literally don't know. I don't know. My my dad would probably say I'm irritating. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I can see that. What would you all say about you? Um, My mum 
would say that I should call more. Right. I'd probably get in touch more often, I think. She'd say that I'm too busy, self-obsessed or something like that. Right. Which is probably true. Mm. And my dad would probably say, you never come down and help me clean rust off an anvil. <laughs> that, that basically, I should tell the listeners about that. I called my dad a few a week or so ago and uh, I was like, how are you doing? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I said, what are you doing? Because we talk about Pete's dad a lot on this show. Yeah. Pete's dad's Stuart, he's a legend. He's yeah. funny. He gets up at one in the morning yeah. so he can watch as many box sets as possible before Pete's mum gets up. And it, but it means he gets so tired he goes to bed like 4pm. So they live on like <laughs> an alternate shift pattern in their marriage. <laughs> See, that would be impressive if he didn't need to go to sleep early then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're making, yeah. you're really utilizing your, the, the amount of hours in the day there. Pete had an amazing conversation with his dad where Pete said to his dad, on Christmas Day, you shouldn't be going to bed at 4 p.m. I, I heard this on and the show. Said, I have to because my knee gets me up at 1. Yeah, yeah. In the morning. And Pete said, Dad, your knee is not on atomic clock. If you go to bed later, yeah. you'll get up later. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I called my dad and there's loads of noise going on. I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm, um, I'm cleaning the rust off an anvil. <laughs> Like, why have you got an anvil? Saturday morning, that yeah. was. He said it weighs 100, 100 weight, which is, that's like an old-fashioned weight. I don't know what that is. Right. He said, I'm cleaning the rust off it. I'm going to spray paint it and I'm going to sell it. <laughs> how much you buy it for? Eight pounds. How, how much do you reckon you can sell it for? About 20 quid. The amount of work you've put in, I know the work itself can be the reward, yeah. but that's just the most dad thing ever. That's another good bit of homework. What's the most dad thing your dad's ever done? That's very good. So my dad would probably say that I'm not, like practical enough like I can't do enough stuff with my hand because you know that's like a generational thing right mm. is your dad quite handy yeah my dad's quite young right, my dad's okay. a very young dad right. um, so, but so he's still very handy yeah oh yeah yeah he knows all about that But I, so I was when you then said that I was trying to think what is the most dad thing my dad's ever done because I as I said quite young not, not, not your typical kind of like anvil cleaning shed no. dad. building yeah. dad yeah uh, just once couldn't get his head around the concept of an Uber so tried to kept paying like to pay the guy. I was like, yeah. "Dad, I've paid. How have you? <laughs> how have you paid? I've, I've not... seen no transaction <laughs> yeah, take place. Yeah. This cannot be happening. In the end, and we cannot rob this man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the end, I was like, "Just get out of the car, Dad." <laughs> he was baffled. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's probably the most so, thing. My father-in-law is an amazing dad mm. uh, for le- loads of reasons. But one of the most impressive things I've ever seen him do is we only see him once every so often because they live in the US. But in between us going there once. And then going back there again a few months later, he had just on his own decided that he wanted a new kitchen. So just did it. Whole new kitchen, floor, cabinets, uh, paint, building work, everything, plumbing, done. That's impressive. Done it. Just did it. I was like, you got a new kitchen? He's like, yeah. How long did that take? He goes, it took me a few weeks. Did it on your own. That's, I can't wrap my mind around that. If someone put you in a house and secretly filmed you and said, Jack... We're going to give you all the tools you need yeah. and all the equipment you need yeah. and you've got to put a kitchen in this house. <laughs> Would you even know where to start? Obviously not. You I, I said on the last show, I can't make scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you can't without a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Where would I start? Flooring? <laughs> what does that mean though? Don't know. Pull up whatever's in there already. Okay, so I think you're the same as me. We could both destroy a kitchen. Yeah. Actually, well, we've got to rip it out first. Yeah. And that's when it would end. Yeah. I, w- I want a brand to try and get in touch and give us enough money to build a kitchen and see what we come up with. That's <laughs> wasted money by then. <laughs> yeah. Wasted money. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely terrible. All right, let's have a little break. In the, in the meantime, we're going to research how to fit our own kitchen. Uh, but when we come back now, we're going we're gonna to read out some of your emails and I'll re-establish the homework at the end of the show as well. All right, see you in a minute. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The problem appears to be that we haven't got our photo ID to try and travel to Scotland, which, as far as I can remember, was in the British Isles. What can we do? We're utterly hamstrung by these thick-headed people wearing orange suits. Wow. Yeah. Was that what was that from the old EasyJet documentary? Yeah. Yeah. yeah class. Is that it, was. Is it funny when posh people get angry? Of course, it's funny when posh people get. <laughs> it's funny when posh people do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like I've I've told this on Happy Hour before, but my Fiona's family is quite posh. Yeah. Whereas mine are like scum. <laughs> Utter scum. And, Give uh, an example of how scummy they are. What my my yeah. Uh, my dad will just like turn up to like events in joggers, right? Okay. And, and trainers, and yeah. it's just like like he's a London rapper. Yeah, and it's okay. just like you're not. Yeah. Uh, can't even use an Uber. Yeah, can't be a rapper. If you can't use an <laughs> yeah. Uber. yeah. Um, but no. So so Fiona's family's very very uh, quite posh and um, very innocent. So I won't swear. Yeah. Um, and one day I'd I'd only been with, I've probably told you this before, but I'd only been with Fiona for a, for a couple of weeks and I barely knew them. I was in their kitchen making a toasty. Wouldn't have been scrambled egg, would it? No. But um, I. So the, the dad come down and the mum went, Steve. How come after every time you use the computer, I can't see that history bit? Yeah. So I was like, oh, he's been reading yeah, it, don't yeah, go. Yeah. And it, I swear to God, he turned and went, oh, oh uh, uh, I don't know. All I do is Google Cox. I was like, what has just happened there? <laughs> Fiona's come through. And, Dad, can you stop referring to Brian Cox as Cox? <laughs> You've just been watching Ryan Cox documentaries. All I do is, is Google Cox. What did you do? I was just trying not to choke you on You're standing there in the dressing gown and just eat the toast. Just <laughs> yeah. observing it. Yeah, no, I love that. That's brilliant. Um, yeah. Very yeah. good. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is the email address. Uh, I'm going to start off with this one, and it's from Ewan, who says... And by the way, it's interesting because it's about his in-laws, and my brother-in-law is actually called Ewan. Uh, so I don't think it's about our family, but I'll let people listening be the judge. He says, afternoon, chaps. Uh, your toilet conversation on an earlier episode brought back harrowing memories of my experience uh, of a toilet with a weak flow. Picture the scene. My father-in-law-to-be's 50th birthday party, my girlfriend of 18 months, who's now my fiance, and I are at their house along with both close and extended family celebrating, and I'm meeting a lot of them for the first time. They have two toilets in the house. One is in a room off the kitchen where everyone is congregating and the other is upstairs. So when nature calls in the middle of the evening, I head upstairs. Being a keen bodybuilder at the time, it's definitely not my brother-in-law, and weighing in at just over 100 kilos, my diet mostly consisted of meat, starchy carbs, and fibrous vegetables. Without being too graphic, let's just say the toilet came out second best, and I saw the heart-sinking sight of rising toilet water after flushing. That's not what you oh, want, is it? No. That's what you want. No. And fortunately, it stopped and receded before it spilled over the top, but after a couple more risky flushes, it was definitely blocked. There was no toilet brush, no rubber gloves, and so one option was to go downstairs and grab the toilet brush from downstairs toilet and carry it through the busy kitchen upstairs, oh. risking not only being seen, but also the chance that someone could go upstairs into the toilet before I got back and see the damage. That was not happening. So in a panic, I rolled up my sleeves... <sighs> Right. And, pros- and proceeded to try and barehanded unclog it. Both fortunately and unfortunately for me, 
the blockage was just too far down the U-bend for me to get a hand to it. After five minutes of rigorous washing of my hands and forearms, I had to admit defeat and call my girlfriend, oh. who retrieves a toilet brush from downstairs. To this day, I don't know if any of her family knew, but we get married this year, and I'm sure it'll be the cornerstone of her dad's speech if he does. Keep up your strong flow, Ewan. What would you do in that situation? That was far too graphic for me, that. Um, I don't know, because I'm very, very prudish about stuff like this. Like, mm. toilet humour is not my bag. Mm. Like, I don't like it. I, I, I won't fart in front of Fiona. Like, no. I just don't like it. And I, with my ex-partner once, we went on holiday to Gran Canaria, and I went to the toilet, had a number two. Mm. Should have checked. No toilet paper. Uh, so I'm I'm shitting myself, right? Yeah. And then um Again. Yeah. and then the toilet was not connected to the thing. Right. So I pressed the, the flusher. Nothing happened. Nothing's happening. Right. So there's just Yeah. That in yeah. the toilet. What do you do? I had to get hotel staff. What did she know about it? I had to come out and just go, look. This, this sit down, brace what yourself. What do you think I've been doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in that situation, I, as graphic as it is, I think I would do the same thing as that man did. I'd put my hand up there, try mm. and sort her. Anything to not let another human know that I've had a normal and bodily function. that's a very function. British thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's normal bodily function, but... Yeah. Everyone does it. Yeah. If I accidentally fart in front of Fiona, yeah. I go red in the face. I'm embarrassed by it. You're yeah. engaged to be married. Yeah, I know. But She's got a lifetime of this to look forward to. Yeah. My dad, when he was with my mum for 20 years, he never farted in front of her. Wow. He's had a new partner for five years. He does it all the time. <laughs> in his joggers. <laughs> Gets trapped. <laughs> Horrible. Classic. All right. Have you got an email, Jack, or do you want me to do another one? Um, there's, there's, yeah, I've got one called A Bad News Beer. Yeah, do that one. All right, cool. Whilst living in a student house in Manchester, me and a mate kept a beer and bad news box in the living room. Essentially one of those camping fridges that seemed to be a popular Christmas gift back in the early 2000s. The beer in the bad news box was always to contain a small stock of cheap beers. Then, whenever the inevitable bill, court summons, letter from uni arrived at the house, it was a one-in, one-out system where you would trade the offending letter for a nice, cold, shit lager. Mm. Once you've taken an ignorance beer, you were not allowed to retrieve the letter and the other housemate would later dispose of it in order to give you peace of mind. That's Them's the kind of rules that probably explain why 15 years later, I still have a shit credit rating. (laughs) Might not have been the most mature way of dealing with life, but my God, those beers always tasted so good. Cheers, guys, Dave. I don't know if I could relax. I couldn't. You couldn't do that, no? No. No. No, it's just going to be lingering over you, isn't it? So they basically exchange their bad news for a beer, and when they have the beer, they never think about that again. How can you do that? They're not even opening the letter. It yeah. could be anything. How can you... That's a good way to avoid news. Just don't open the letter. I, I, I have to know. I have to know straight... I want those people who have to know. Do you? If, if, if I get a bit of news through the post or on an email, I'm straight on it. Oh, yeah. I can't leave it. See, I, I sometimes get email from my, my estate agents on behalf of the landlord. Yeah. Will not open them. <laughs> no. no. They can no. call you if they need anything. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't answer the phone either, really. No, I'm not a phone person. No. So, I mean, basically, you definitely still live in that same place because yeah. they've got no way of getting hold <laughs> yeah. of you. Yeah, no. I've, 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 I've fell out with them once, though, because um, I don't know if this is going a bit off-piste, but one time... I the, the game. I'd just, I'd just been to see... Do you remember that film Insidious? I do remember, but I've not seen it. Sorry, not Insidious. Paranormal Activity. I have seen it. Do you remember yeah. the, the that random one where at the end all the old people just come? Yeah. And they're like zombies, but yeah. like ghosts. Yeah. I swear to God, I swear to God, I watched that. The next day, I'm doing a deep clean in the house because we was doing an inspection. 
I'd got the date wrong. So this was like the 16th. I thought, I basically thought the inspection was a day after I was cleaning the house. I'm cleaning the whole house. I'd probably not replied to emails or phone phone calls and that. And uh, I was playing Catfish and the Bottlemen loud on the, on the Alexa. Boom, like playing it well loud. I turned round. This woman from the estate agents is there. This old lady in my face. I swear to God, I went, fuck off, you cunts. Did you? <laughs> yeah, in her face. Sorry for my language. In her face. I've never been more scared in my life. I, th- I then <laughs> emailed her in and said, I do not appreciate you coming into my property unaware. Yeah. And then I realized that We'd, it's your fault. We'd planned it, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I don't like uh, emailing. Yeah, I'm sorry if that was insensitive. But... It's, quite a, it's quite a niche thing to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does she react? I don't know, because when I get scared, I act in anger. Yeah. Do you, know, you know when people go, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. like the Declan Rice video? Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, because I was so embarrassed at my reaction, yeah. I projected that embarrassment onto them. It's like, you should not be entering my property, blah, blah, blah. But what did she do? What was her actual reaction right at the time? Oh, at the time, I don't remember. I just re- I just remember, because I, I can't remember because I was so embarrassed, so I shut You've down. You've blocked it out, like, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember. But you're still in the same place? Barely, but yeah. Can't be, can't be too bad then. No. That's, Fuck that's strange. It's a strange situation to happen. It was a day, it was a day or two after watching Paranormal Activity. Yeah, it's not great. I thought it was a goner. What about this from... Um, Jason, this is a, a, a reply to a piece of homework. Things you found in the garden. This is quite a good one. He says, "Good morning, guys. Hope this finds you well. I've been an avid listener since day one, and now a second question. Uh, sorry, a second time questioner. So I've got a hundred percent success rate so far. Please don't let me down. You can, Jason. You can maintain that hundred percent record officially now. So I'm getting in touch regarding uh, two of the homework assignments set on the show recently. Firstly. I collect board games, and Luke's mention of crossbows and catapults has prompted me to dust off my original copy this weekend to play with my two-and-a-half-year-old son. Do you remember crossbows and catapults? No. It's this cool game where it's like a board game, mm-hmm. and, you, and you set up um, a castle with these little plastic blocks. Oh, okay. And then you get either a crossbow or a catapult with these little tokens. You have to knock the other person's castle down. I can visualize it. It's wicked. Yeah. It's really good. Anyway, he says... Um, uh, uh, he said, uh, my two and a half year old son, I'm under no aspersions that he'll want to actually play the game, but like Luke, will no doubt relish the opportunity to launch plastic discs at the family pets because he hasn't got a sister yet. I used to ping my sister with him, basically. That's right. right. He said, the second piece of homework is where I think I'll pique your interest. Like Luke, I'm originally from the South Coast and I grew up and spent all of my teenage years in a small village called Sway in the New Forest. My parents were lucky enough to own a house that included a six acre field and stables connected to the property. Um, Trust me, living in the South Coast is where our similarities end, Jason. Uh, I did not have a six-acre field or stables. The house we lived in, I believe, was Victorian and was originally the old coach house for the nearby manor house. It was upon being roped into renovating the stables on a hot summer's day with my parents and brother that we discovered a concrete block-lined square pit in the garden about three metres by three metres wide filled with earth, general debris and more empty gin, rum and whiskey bottles that you've ever seen. These were of varying sizes, colours and styles and were beautifully uh, beautifully crafted. Um, We managed to salvage some of them and they still uh, reside on my mum's kitchen windowsill. Our curiosity peaked. We dug further and what we discovered was truly amazing. The pit went deeper and deeper until it seemed to turn a corner, tunnelling further underground, supported by wooden frames positioned a metre or so apart. At this point, and because it was unstable, we gave up on the task. Since the initial discovery, and through speaking with friends and experts in historical knowledge of the area, we soon discovered this was in fact a smuggling-slash-escape tunnel 
heading all the way from our stable block to the coast in nearby Lymington, and it could have also potentially been used during the First and Second World Wars. We never did uncover more of what lies beneath or where the tunnel ended, but I've played out several scenarios in my head over the years as to the uses and history of this amazing find. Hopefully you'll find this of interest. Jason, you found the secret tunnel in his own garden. That's well cool. That's good, right? Could have been the one that Hitler used to get away. Be a bit out of the way, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. yeah. Where is he? He's in, he's in the new forest. Didn't, did no see that one coming. Amazing. No, that is well cool. It's really good. Yeah, what's the weirdest thing you found? Uh, no, I don't know if I found anything really in my gardens over the years. No, I can't really think of anything. I, um, we, we, at my mum's house where I grew up, we had an alleyway at the back, a communal alleyway. And, yeah, um, we had that as well. Yeah. yeah, and then at the bottom of that was kind of like a, a patch of grass. Um, loads of nettles and stuff and once I was playing there with my friends and I found a pound coin I thought that's amazing a pound coin not a great story on its own mm. but we carried on looking another pound coin carried on looking another pound coin must have been about 30 pound coins two pound coins what the hell's going on and then that patch of grass um, had the back of a shop facing it and uh, a few days before then some guy had come in grabbed the till pulled the whole till out and obviously ran that way took all the notes out and stuff and I'd found all the all the pound coins did you get to keep them? Uh, I think I did keep them yeah you, you didn't report it basically well as I said in the last show Luke I'm good at picking <laughs> locks mate so. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah no way anyone else living them did you have to do what they do in the Goodfellas where they can't spend the money because people will know they're thieves <laughs> so when the woman turns up with the mint coat it goes mental yeah. what are you doing you've got attention to ourselves I've just got 31 dirty pound coins <laughs> some family's going you've got a lot of pound coins there you've got to spend them wisely I had to start my own laundromat just to filter it through <laughs> yeah that's why people said that's why you suggested two pounds to your local shop and get the best value for your money <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a, do you remember what you spent them on? Uh, I can't remember. It'd Stickers? Probably, yeah, if, it'd probably be football cards. Yeah, like, I, is that your thing? Oh, you love football cards. I've completed so many albums. Did you have Pro Set cards? No. They were called Pro Set when I was a kid. Shootout. Okay. Did Pro you? Set used to get like a folder with little plastic sleeves that you put yeah, them yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, we did still do that, Luke. Yeah, okay. still do that. My dad might have collected them because my dad's handed me That's down. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> out. Not that old. Uh, but my dad's a young dad. I said that. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, 50. Okay, and you're what, 27? 20, yeah, 27. Yeah, yeah. so he's quite a young okay, dad. Yeah, he's quite a young dad. Yeah. He's, only, he's only 11 years older than me. Yeah, exactly. It's impressive. So you could, you so could, I, you could have collected the I'm same new, football card. Next time I need a guest host on the show, I should get your dad in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, God. If you want to be cancelled. Yeah, <laughs> cancel culture. <laughs> yeah. We could have talked about that, but we've run out of time. Um, Jack, thank you so much for coming in. Tell, tell people, just before we get out of here, uh, how they can listen to... Uh, the Happy Hour podcast. Just go on to all your any kind of podcast provider and, and type in Jack Mates Happy Hour. We do the main show on a Tuesday, um, which is more of a comedy based show, and then uh, we do a spin off show called Jack Mates Happy Half Hour, which goes out every Friday. And that's with who? Uh, that's with that's with my friend Robbie Knox. And on the main show, I've just got my two mates Stevie and, and Jordan. And if I wanted someone to plug the show, I should have chosen Stevie or Jordan. Really. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, that's the wrong button. I pressed the old uh, O Town button again. That's quite nice. Though. Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, that's that's all we've got time for. Our homework this week is to um, text your your parents and grandparents and ask them what they think the worst thing is about you, or take two pound to your local shop and try and get the best value for money. Hello at lukeandpeach.com to get in touch. And, and dip your t- toast in your tea. Oh, dip your toast in your yeah. tea as well. Forgot about that. Jack, thank you so much for coming in. Cheers, mate. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you again soon. Check out Jack Makes Happy Half Hour as well and Happy Hour. And we'll catch up next week. This was a Stakhanov production.